Hi everyone, welcome back to the show, the Empowered Practice Podcast, where we have conversations about our own health and healing journeys, mind, body, and spirit, and the tools and the resources and the conversations that have been most supportive to us in that endeavor. I'm so honored to be your host, J.D. Ingalls, health coach, yoga and meditation teacher, and perpetual seeker and student of life. Let's get on to the show. Okay, so everyone, welcome back. Um, We're going to start this episode with a gorgeous meditation with Tony, so I'm going to turn it over to her. Yes, hello, everyone. Thank you for listening in. I want you, if you can, to close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath in, fill your diaphragm up, and hold it for four counts once you get that breath in. And then I want you to release it for a full four counts. And it's okay to make noise when you release all that energy out of your lungs that you no longer need. And and just keep doing that breath. So inhale for four counts. Hold it for your four counts. And then release it. And it's, like I said again, it's okay to make noise and have a big exhale that sounds like this. (sighs) It feels so good to release all the tension in our body, to use our breath to guide us. I want you to envision a white light coming into the top of your head, into your mind, into your skull. Allow your scalp to relax. Allow your jaw to relax, your eyes to relax more. And I want you to envision that white light opening up new doorways in your mind, connecting and balancing out more your subconscious and conscious mind. Allow the light to attune your mind more to you receiving information and downloads that will really help you And I want you to envision that light coming down your neck, down your shoulders, let your shoulders drop with the light and allow this light to go into your heart center and envision this light opening you more, opening your chest more, opening your heart more so that you can receive. It's time for your giving to be balanced with your receiving. Allow that healing white light to come down into your stomach. Let it go into your organs. It's a good time to feel gratitude for how your body works without you having to make it do it. You are totally supportive. Allow this white light to come down, down into your genitals, down into your thighs. Let this light comfort your knees. Allow this light to flow down your calves, support your ankles and let it flow out of your feet. Mm. Now with all this light in your body, envision your spine being straighter, longer, and envision your spine being a shaft of light, a beautiful staff of light grounded into the earth and radiating up into the sky. And take some more deep breaths. And we are ready to begin. 
I'm going to take a moment to come back from that because I dropped in deep there. Yes, so beautiful, so beautiful. It was good. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Mm. So here we are, Libra season with the new moon. Mm -hmm. Been feeling so good with it. I, my sister, who I'm really close with, she's a Libra. Mm. So Libra season is a bit dear to me. And I love the sense of natural balance that it evokes in us, you know, mm-hmm. and not like a forced balance. Just the spirit of now feels like it's easier to take deeper breaths and decide what's good for us for in this moment, you know, mm-hmm. and isn't that life <laughs> kind of figuring out like what's best yep. for this moment for now, which is kind of the trick that gets you out of childhood into adulthood. Yeah. It is figuring that out. Um, and I know really for me, and I, I can't wait to hear what's been coming up for you too, but not only like the goddess that usually represents with Libra, um, justice, things of that nature. But it also took me to Anubis in um, ancient Egyptian uh, mythology, who is waiting for you after death with the scales. And your heart needs to be as light as a feather for you to pass. And and that just, every time I see the scales, I think of that. And I remember that we can find balance by lighting our heart, by doing things that make us feel lighter, freer, more open, you know, and and to not be afraid of death, which we talked about last episode. Yeah. Um, And death in a way that, of the depth of beliefs and habits and relationships. Like, what do you need to allow death to come to for you to become as light as the feather? And that has really inspired me mm. very, very deeply. And also with uh, Egyptian mythology, Ma'at. The goddess Ma'at is similar to like the goddess of justice and order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what Libra is all about. Mm-hmm. It comes up, it's about order, you know, taking chaos and making it line up taking loveless and making it look like love you know transition into order Mm -hmm. it also feel the spirit with my art that we have to kind of grow up in some situations and decide what is actually best for us Mm -hmm. what actually brings order into our life Mm -hmm. you know that's when i think of my art she's not um She's a caring goddess, but she isn't a goddess that takes up with foolishness. You know, yeah. she, she's like that grandma that's like, no, that's not how we do it. <laughs> that's not what we do. No, no, no. Uh-huh. And, and to have balance in life, you have to talk to yourself like yeah. that sometimes, you know. And I know for me, I really had to discover that, mm-hmm. especially my spiritual development, because so much of what is put out there like at the surface level of spirituality right now is be free, do anything, do this, do that. It's so, you know, and then you lose a grasp of reality when you do it that way. 
Yeah. And then you, you realize everything isn't about being free. Some things are about being grounded and Completely. knowing where you stand, you know? It's the yin and the yang of it. Yeah. Yes, yes. And of course, it attracts so many of us when we're stuck in order that we didn't create. So when mm-hmm. we hear be free, be free, be free, it's like, yes, finally. Yes. And, and then you're like so free that you don't even know what the heck is going on. <laughs> Your world, you're like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? So yeah. Libra season, this Libra new moon, Anubis, my aunt, um, and Libra's ruled by Venus. So using beauty to create order um an example is like with my son because i love to use him he's like the closest yeah (laughs) um when i want him to try something new like a new vegetable or something like that i have to make it pretty yes i have to make it appetizing you know so i'm also incorporating that in my life for myself Mm -hmm. um if it's something i need to do then I need to find the beauty in it and and make myself more attracted to it. Yes. So utilizing, you know, the the gaze and focus of Venus that we have right now to really induce that stuff, you know, and hopefully I can really get my son to love some more vegetables because that's hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Not. Oh, definitely not the easiest thing. I need to <laughs> meditate on that or something. <laughs> Sometimes I can get him to do it, like maybe a green smoothie. I can get him to do a green hey. smoothie. Hey, yes. But like a salad, like well, no. yeah. A, and I'm salad, a- I mean, dang. Sometimes they're hard to digest too. So. <laughs> Thanks for for supporting him. Yeah. <laughs> decision to not eat salad. <laughs> I I feel it only the what made me think of it is that my sister has two kids and they're like mm-hmm. I'm in love with them and I want to know what's going on with them 24/7. But they're not they're not similar like personality style, mm-hmm. the way that like even like their birthing process and how they slept and some similarities yeah. but major differences in like the foods that they like and are drawn to and the first her first kid super good veggie eater like really like good eater and second baby also very good eater but not as many like raw veg and things like that she more likes like the really well cooked things and more Mm -hmm. of like breads and pastas and things like that Mm -hmm. and um so she just tries to find like the highest quality of those foods that she can and just like everybody's a little different and and they're pretty tapped in. I mean, they definitely get exposed to things. And then, I mean, when you've had like French fries, I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> that's true. That <is> true. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna keep wanting French fries probably, you know? So and there's nothing wrong with that. All everything in balance, right? Libra, everything in balance, but um, it's just been like, it's been cool to see from the outside how it's not like there's no trick to it. Everybody's a little bit different and, and there's just a unique way for each of us to find that delicate balance. So. Yes. It, it makes you learn to be patient with more people. Yeah. And with yourself. Really. Yeah. 
Because if you're not patient with a toddler, you're just going to have a heart attack. I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just going to stroke out heart attack or something. Yeah. Because eventually you just have to go, you know what? It's okay. Just tear it down. No problem. Yep. <laughs> we'll just deal with it. <laughs> it's like advanced level surrender practice. Yes, yes, yes. So um, what's been going on with you in this new moon? How are you feeling? What's yeah. So I shared a little bit about this last time, um, I think, but I've just like these last few years have been challenging on like a physical health level for me and just dealing with a lot of like what um, people would call like mystery illness or mystery symptoms, which seem to have no seemingly had no like specific root cause or like an easy label. And they feel like they've just kind of slowly been piling on. And I've tried a lot of different approaches toward healing um, from trying a lot of different like dietary protocols that are supposed to help with, you know, inflammation and autoimmune type conditions and things like that um, to doing a lot of belief work and seeing where there are blocks there and emotional root causes and seeing what that is like bubbling up to on the surface and expressing physically and um, learned a lot along the way. Um, but especially lately, ever since these newer symptoms of MDDS. So if you guys are just tuning in for the first time, MDDS is Malde de Barkmont syndrome and it's pretty rare. Um, and it's, they're not really sure if it's uh, like the category of it yet. They think it's partially vestibular, partially neurological. Um, but it's like the sensation that you're on a rocking boat. So it's not quite the same as like vertigo where the room is spinning, but it can cause a lot of like similar symptoms where you feel like dizzy and nauseous and it's challenging to balance or walk, things like that. Uh, it's different for everyone. But anyway, I've been experiencing that for the past few months uh, after a couple of flights and um, it just feels like a time for me of like pressurization is how I would describe it. And even my household, like it feels like we're under uh, pressure, but it feels like, you know, pressure creates diamonds type of situation. Like it's the kind of pressure that's pushing us into like declaring for ourselves, what do you actually want? What is actually important to you? And for the last few years, my constant prayer has been like, let me be clear, you know, like I was praying for clarity and I'm like, okay, well, this is like a rocky, bumpy road to clarity, but it's leading me into clarity. Like when sometimes when we're dealing with chronic illness or anything else that can happen, you know, relationship loss, financial stress, it can decrease our capacity. And often we think about that in a negative way, but I'm finding that decreased capacity increases my like clarity in what's actually important and where I want to devote this seemingly limited energy toward, like it's really got to be valuable and matter to me to show up for it. So I'm appreciating the clarity in it, even though it's a challenging lesson to be with. Yeah. When, when you just said that about the pressure and it, um, it forces you to, um, have more discretion on where you decide where you put your energy at. Yeah. It brings me back to the earlier statement of um, allowing death to come to things in your life mm -hmm. that you no longer need and allowing yourself to be lighter. Um, you just said it. I can't remember exactly what you just said, but it was like the exact metaphor for, <laughs> you know, um, 
is so beautiful. I feel like, I mean, listening to you, being here with you, going through this um, here with you, mm-hmm. going through such an intense transformation. Mm-hmm. And it sounds very similar to like when a child is growing in the womb. I'm pretty sure mm. that's not easy breezy to like sprout these arms <laughs> and legs and these organs. And then this woman's running around eating burgers and stuff all the time. Right. You know, going on. You're like, I was in spirit realm having fun. You know, like, what the heck? I'm sure that's like <laughs> probably a little, yeah. little pressure there. Um, and that's what it sounds like to me. Like, that's the visual I'm getting hearing mm. you talk about that. Um, Makes a lot of sense because I'm sure that feels very like rocky and watery, yeah. you know, as well. Mm. So. Mm. And I really, actually, I can relate to your son a little bit right now because I am, um, so this is also like part of the lesson for me is like releasing judgments and also like de um, unlearning, like deconditioning Mm -hmm. a lot that I've learned. So I would say even as like wellness practitioners, a lot of times we've accumulated so much information. I know I've accumulated so much information. Yes. And over, Mm -hmm. and then of course, like with my own personal experiences, I used to just devour information to try to get to the bottom of what was going on. And like, how can I solve this through nutrition? You know? So, um, there's been a lot of letting go of like really a lot of fears of being wrong. Um, because I've tried a lot of common protocols for this. I've tried, you know, paleo, autoimmune paleo. Um, and some of the symptoms got better and then some of the symptoms didn't get better. And then some things got worse. And um, honestly, just being open to receiving what comes into my environment and trusting that that's what's going to be aligned for me. So more recently, I've been trying the medical medium protocols and that like goes against a lot of things. I mean, it goes against conventional medicine for sure. And it goes against uh, what my previous practitioners would probably tell me to do based on having a history with like adrenal fatigue and uh, reactive hypoglycemia and things like that. They were like, oh, you have to eat a lot of fat. You have to eat a lot of protein to keep your blood sugar stable. And that did serve me for a time, but it feels like my body is asking for something different now. So being open to that and being receptive to things that I might've been resistant to or hesitant to try in the past. And I'm like, what is holding me back from trying this? And it is actually just the fear of being judged by others, like fear of being harshly judged as a, a, like a healthcare practitioner myself by other healthcare practitioners. And I'm like, that's what's stopping me from taking care of myself. Like, okay, that's like, I can let go of that right now. Um, So I'm eating a ton of vegetables, (laughs) like more vegetables in a day. And I ate vegetables before too. I love vegetables, but I can relate to like the monotony sometimes of vegetables. So I've been like, spiralizing different veggies and chopping them different ways and creating different like vinaigrettes and things like that. And I've honestly never felt more connected to nature and felt like so loved, like so loved by my food. I was like eating this huge salad last night. And I was like, I think I'm literally going to turn into a rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw your post. That's like a pretty awesome feeling that like you feel yeah. like you're going to turn into a rainbow. Like I want to be like her. What what is she eating? I need to eat that. I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. With I mean you you hit so many points that resonated yeah. with me. So many, but the first one is um, about 
processing all the information because mm-hmm. I find my it's just interesting as soon as you said that my heart was like in my mind like oh my gosh someone understands what I'm going through yes um, you know a thing that like you know everyone has a hobby or interest and yeah. our thing is just that we love to see the different theories mm-hmm. on how to heal the body and how the body works with my spirit and everything else in the physical Yes. I get that. I So I try to honor that part of myself that I just love to learn. But also what happens is I retain the information and then I start to like judge the different parts of me, but using different parts from each thing I've learned. That doesn't even make you know, sense. It's like <laughs> yeah. you have to pick one <laughs> you know, or I don't know. So yes. Oh, yes. My, All of that. My question is how... How are you dealing with that conflict if you have any similar to what I have going on? Mm-hmm. And, um, what would maybe be your advice on try to process it? Yeah, I think in the past, I've uh, maybe unconsciously focused on doing everything right and perfect. And that creates structure and certainty, which can feel really good. But it can also create like narrow vision and rigidity, which can begin to feel claustrophobic, especially on a soul energetic level. When you're, you know, your higher wisdom self is asking you to look at this from a different angle or to expand beyond, like maybe it served a purpose in the beginning, but now you're expanding beyond that. And there's, I think there's a time and place for all of it. Um, So for me, like, when my capacity has been really shrunk in the past and there was a lot of fear, I just honored following a protocol to a T to give me that sense of certainty, grounding, clarity. And then I may get to a place where my body is asking for something a little different. Like, can you add this to it? Can you take this out? What about this supplement? And even if it doesn't fall in line with that specific protocol, if it feels like a yes, like an intuitive yes hit to me, that's like growth and healing in and of itself is to begin to honor that part of yourself. And you don't have to be there 100%, which is something I had to learn because I felt like I wanted to be the 100% scientific by the book practitioner. I wanted to be the 100% spirit junkie, spirit only trusting that. And the truth is we're mixing and blending all of that all the time living on this plane of existence. So that's going to look different for each of us. So I would just say, trust that part of yourself and It's a strong practice to trust that part of yourself, especially when you are dealing with a chronic illness, I would say, and you're seeing a lot of practitioners who don't buy into any of that Um, and would tell you that it doesn't matter what you eat. This won't change. There's no cure for this. The only thing you can do is take X, Y, and Z pill. So that may feel good for you too, to like take X, Y, or Z pill or medication to take care of yourself. And if that feels like a yes for you, do that. But you don't have to also buy into the belief that there's that healing is impossible just because the practitioner does or just because that's where we're at with the science today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. um, You gave me such a clear answer in there when uh, you mentioned feeling uh, that following one plan, like 100% gives you that security and sense of being grounded. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I mean, anyway, let me try not to judge myself. So <laughs> yes. now I realize that the reason I sometimes hop from different um, ideas, theories, or practices 
is because I really just need to spend more time grounding myself. Like mm. literally, as soon as you said that, it clicked for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, try to first ground myself, then make decisions yes. <laughs> on, on things. You know, like literally when you said that, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I never thought about that. I said I wasn't going to judge myself, but that's what I thought. Oh, you yeah. have to put those things together for other people, but for yourself, right? It's so different. It is. I can relate to that totally. And I would add to it, like none of these, what uh, like a subconscious belief that I've held before is that when I find the quote unquote right thing, all of my pain will go away and I'll just be in a perpetual state of bliss. And I don't believe that that's true with any practice. So it's like, I know that. <laughs> Consciously. Yes. <laughs> but subconsciously, I'm yeah. still having to work through that. You yes. know, that. Same. Yes. <laughs> it's like, duh, consciously, I know I have a client or I'm talking to my son or whoever. I'm like, well, you know, life goes on. It's a cycle, ups and downs. But subconsciously, I'm just hoping I can, like, eat enough spinach and meditate on <laughs> that you know everything would just be on the up yeah so just being being honest um oh there was another thing that you mentioned that comes up a lot within my practice Mm -hmm. and with myself that I'm finally working out of is feeling like because we are wellness practitioners Mm -hmm. that we have to look a certain way Mm -hmm. sound a certain way um and represent a certain ideal that we've been told and I won't, uh, of course, I won't name my client's name, but I have one client who has had uh, problems uh, with disordered eating. Yeah. And, but she enjoys working in wellness. Yeah. And has been turned away because they say, well, you're supposed to represent health. And that's crazy, right? Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. that is the reality of things and how we can find ourselves maybe feeling like we have to look a certain way to help others heal. But we only have to look a certain way to help others heal for the people who need that. Okay. There are Mm. some people who do need that. They need to look at their practitioner and they need to feel like this person is in perfect health. But then you also have a lot of other people who need to look at their practitioner and see that they they can relate to them. Yes. They're human as well. And if they can figure this out, I can figure this out. So Completely. I'm not saying like 100% on that. I'm still working through that. Yeah. But it is something that I noticed. It comes up so much. It does. And it's so easy for us to project perfect health onto everybody else but ourselves. And I had that experience on Labor Day, actually. So I was still in pretty severe symptoms at that time. And we were laying on the beach, which was wonderful. But I remember laying on the beach and looking at everybody else and realizing that in the past, when I've been in health struggles, I have been in a public place, let's say like the beach and looked at everybody else and said, man, they're so lucky to be healthy. They don't have any symptoms. They don't have, they can run around. They don't have headaches, whatever it might be. And it can be so easy to create that story when we have absolutely no idea. So for the first time when I was on the beach on Labor Day, I was like, wow, any one of these people that I'm looking at could be dealing with chronic illness, 
they could have what I have and I just don't know it. People look at me and don't, they think I'm perfectly healthy. So perfect health isn't, it's like sub, very subjective. Um, and it changes all the time. So I would say that's a lesson that I've learned. And also that like it's, it can be very like pain inducing if we have a very tight definition around health for ourselves. Yes. And you know, and we change. Yes. So health, the way we will feel about if we're feeling healthy or not, like that scale, that yeah. degree or whatever, it changes. Yes. It changes from whatever you're going, whatever you're going through in your life. Mm-hmm. Like right now, as you're navigating this, this new place, mm-hmm. you know, maybe health is just going through the day and not having as many spells and just yeah. feeling okay, you yeah. know? Or um, if you're dealing with chronic pain or things like that, maybe health is, you know, I didn't have to take as many pain pills today. Yeah. And I was or that. I did take just as many pain pills, but I didn't judge myself for it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, okay. To the, the emotional. Yeah. Logical health. And it yes. changes. Oh, my gosh. And we have to, like, catch up. Completely. <laughs> yes. And, and finally tell ourselves, like, girl, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be okay. It's fine. You know? Yes. <laughs> so. Totally. Because I can totally relate to, like, I've felt, like, tremendous amounts of pain by looking at, like, myself five years ago and the seeming capacity that I had that time where I could get up at 5 a.m., do an intense workout, go to work from 7.30 to 4 and like just work hard the whole time, not take any breaks, then come home in the evening and have time for friends and all of that and not feel like wiped out by that. But the truth is I didn't feel perfect during that time either. I still had stuff going on. I had major like digestive issues from time to time. I had headaches. I got sick and run down all the time. So it's easy to like look back to a place in our past where we didn't have these particular set of symptoms and be like, oh, I was perfect then and I'm broken now. No, if you really take a look at it and remember it with like without the filter, you'll see that there was a a wide mix of happy, sad, pain, pleasure, like all of it. And there still is right now. It may look different, but it's the same mix. I know for a fact that you were meant to say that to me today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, oh my, (laughs) this is a message for me. So let me, I do this vulnerability moment, even though the whole thing is vulnerable, (laughs) but I do this weird thing all the time. I look back at pictures and I go, Mm. I was so cute then. I was so pretty then. I need to get myself together. I do that. Like it can Mm -hmm. be like just four or five months ago. And then how I zap myself out of that, you know, ridiculous cycle is I remember at that cycle before I was saying the same thing about (laughs) Yes. <laughs> two, two months or three months or whatever before. And then it kind of makes me realize, like like you said, like take the filter off mm-hmm. and it brings me into the reality, you know, and allows and helps me to realize that, you know, everything's fine now, you know. Yeah. So that you really spoke to me. That really resonated. Mm. And it comes up for so many of us. It does. Um, and especially as we get older, Things are different. Like I, I can't. I have no ability to get up at five a.m. like my son and run around <laughs> all day 
until like 7, 8 p.m. Yeah. yeah. No, no way. You would have to put me in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you would. Because, you know, but at a time I could do that. And yeah, you, you start to feel a little bad. But, you know, I guess what we could say is we went through that then. So we deserve to have a little bit of extra. Rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reframe. <laughs> so we can get a break now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that is where the deep healing work, one layer of deep healing work takes place is like busting those beliefs that we're carrying with us. If we've subconsciously decided health is when I get up at five and can go straight until 8 p.m., then when that's not happening, we're going to feel unhealthy, even though so many other things could be going right. Hmm. I'm going to have to meditate and think on this more. This really resonated with me. Thank you for sharing that. Happy to. I've been doing a lot of resonating and meditating on it. It's like, you know, life is such a fine balance of figuring out what to put. I don't want to say expectations, but goals or whatever on and what not to, you know, because I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I can't quite navigate in life with zero expectations. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I expect to live tomorrow. I hope mm-hmm. I do, you know, and if I don't, then I don't have to take care of what I needed to, but I'm probably going to live for tomorrow. So I probably need to decide if I need right. to go to the grocery store or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, um, and to, to take that idea and apply it to my health. Mm-hmm. And to take it even deeper to the health of my clients mm-hmm. and to find balance mm-hmm. and expectations. Woo! Yes. Wow. Balance and expectations. I that like that. Serious. Yeah. One of my coaches says, can you show up with high intention and low expectation? which I really like because like what you're saying, I'm intentioning to live tomorrow. I'm intentioning to care for myself and my family. So because I'm intentioning that, I'm going to write a grocery list for tomorrow or I'm going to intention to this. And something may happen that is out of our control tomorrow that shifts that. But we're still, we can still continue to anchor back into those intentions of the things that matter to us and take action. I like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some good balance here. Thank you, Libra season. No kidding. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, I'm like, all right, we got a real thing going on here. October <laughs> can be a good balance month. Yes. <laughs> Exciting. Okay, so I want to pull from the deck if you're Please. ready. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So for um, everyone listening, I'll be using the Moonology Oracle cards. I'm a Cancer, so uh, I'm pretty obsessed with the Moon. Mm. I love the moon. Um, me and my son go out and gaze at it when it's out. He points it out for me. So it's very special and dear to us. I, What I love most about the moon is the time at night when I get to look at her. It makes me feel like I'm not alone. Mm. But I don't feel overcrowded. I don't feel like I have company. I feel like I'm supported. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Um, and I like that those hours because it's a good time for us to go back 
to where we started, which was, you know, in the dark, in the darkness of the womb, coming into light. And it's just always such a nice time to be with nature and in the earth and the moon at night and you see her and she's growing or she's getting smaller, just like we are. And and what's amazing, she even pops out during the daytime. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool. You know, we don't see the sun at night. The sun is like, all right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> but sometimes she's just so, she's just there. She's really there to support us. Yeah. And even when it's the brightest part of the day, you can some, you can find her sometimes in the corner of the sky saying, hey, girl, mm-hmm. I'm looking out for you. We're here together. So as you can hear my voice, my description, I really enjoy the moon. Yeah. And it always gives me comfort. So I think we'll do a card, uh, just a general card to help uh, me and JD and to help all of our listeners to navigate Libra season, um, navigate with this new moon. And as the moon is increasing, what do we need to increase in our life? What do we need to decrease in our life? What should we prepare for the full moon to release? And how can we create more balance so that we can be as light as a feather Mm -hmm. so that we can enjoy our life more and more in this moment? Ooh, that's a good one. I just got surrender to the divine. Surrender to the divine. Oh my goodness all the worrying and the secret worrying. So I know I must, I do it in secret. Yeah. Because mostly I'm positive. Most, most things don't really bother me that much. Right. So I'm just like, whatever, it'd be okay. Um, and I put that towards my meditation, help me with that. But really I'll say it again, being a parent. Okay. It teaches you just be patient. You're like, whatever. <laughs> We'll get through it. <laughs> so that's mostly my personality. So I have this thing where I will worry in private, though. Yeah. And so because I feel like it just goes so against mm. my the face I show everyone. Yeah. Or or sometimes I feel like I'm going against myself. Like I'm trying to hurt myself mm. by worrying. Um. And I find myself in these moments in isolation um, where I need to surrender some things to the divine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's okay to be different people. It's okay. You're a multiverse, you know? <laughs> You're yes. a dynamic being. It's, it's okay. It's yes. okay. And I know for me, I take this as surrender the baggage I've been holding, the old baggage, the baggage that's like really under that we never talk about with anyone. Yes. Um, allow it to go back into the darkness. Let let it go, you know, let death come to it. Surrender it, surrender it to the divine. Yeah. So that you can experience being light again. Mm. That's beautiful. I love how you phrase that secret worry. I feel like, Everyone listening is going to be like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) I was. 
<laughs> I know. And and then the what um the people I'm really close with, how they realize that I'm going through the secret worry, um, is my personality changes yeah. a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like things that normally wouldn't upset me, I, I'm just, you know, just irritable, just a little agitated. That's yeah. the best word to say. Just a little yeah. agitated. That's what my mom says. She's going, oh, well, you're agitated, so I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm happy. Yeah. Positive. Exactly. <laughs> so um, it shows up. It shows up in, in weird, different ways. But yeah, we are being called to surrender to the divine. And, and I also feel that it makes me think of how Venus rules this period and allowing love and the beauty in our life to kind of to comfort us in the journey of releasing and allowing death to come to things. Mm-hmm. And it's similar if you lose someone you love or you lose a job you love or whatever it is, you lose something. Um, a lot of times we have people there who love us to comfort us through that transition. So allow those same loved ones or things that you love in the beauty to help you release it, you know, but that consists of being vulnerable. That consists of not doing the secret worrying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, something I learned, I mean, something I'm really learning. I'm really opening myself to letting some, some darker things out that I've yes. been really close. Thank they goodness. Fasten. Yeah, they, they stay in there and they really create a bad wound. Yeah. And then you feel heavy. You're not yeah. like the scales are not balanced. Exactly. So, but what has helped is relying on my loved ones and, yeah. and allowing them to, to ease any discomfort as I transition in letting the, what needs to die to die. Yes. I love that. And what a, like a, a beautiful way to transition into that, you know, like just allowing your circle of loved and trusted ones to be there first. Mm. Yeah. And opening up, but it goes back to the card, you know, that's surrendering. Yeah, it is. (laughs) that's like again showing up with high intention and low expectation so you're intentioning to share you're intentioning to be vulnerable and then we're not expecting anyone to respond in a specific way they may like it they may not like it they may not know what to say to it they may feel uncomfortable by it and that's okay because our intention was just to show up to share and to be vulnerable and we did that Mm. that's perfect Mm. I, I I love the way you just said that, that we showed up to be vulnerable and we did it because, you know, it's taking away the expectation, take away the expectation of the outcome yeah. and just celebrate the wins. Yes. Celebrate the wins. You showed up, you open yourself, you are vulnerable. Yeah. A step closer to who you want to be. And P.S. by the way, if you feel uncomfortable being vulnerable, like join the club, that is like epidemic, global epidemic. I mean, even just look at how we interact with people that we don't know at all, like our the cashier at the grocery store. How are you? Great. How are you? Great. Have a nice day. 
that's not real. And if you were to ever like flip the script on that and the person says, how are you? And you say, you know, I'm not feeling that great today. I have X, Y, and Z going on, but I'm navigating it. They would be like, like jaw dropping to <laughs> just oh, not ex- like, wait, what <laughs> cannot compute? Um, oh yeah. So I will say, um, try to go through life like you're in the South. Cause we do that. Now we do do that. We're out and you talk to the cashier, you're going to hear everything about yeah. the locations they're taking, what's going <laughs> on. Um, you go in the produce section and you're like, do you think these green beans look all right? And you hear the whole story and recipe about how their grandmother made <laughs> green beans. Um, they, their grandma always made green beans. Yeah. And <laughs> so, um, try to use, just imagine that you're Southern and, and just talk and open your heart and yeah. just open your heart. And, and sometimes for me, because I've always disliked that about here. Mm. And when I lived in New York and stuff, I was so glad that I didn't have to talk to strangers anymore. Yeah. And then when I got home, I realized, oh, that's actually pretty nice. Yeah. And it's a delicate balance, right? And what feels balanced for us isn't going to feel balanced for the person we're talking to. We all have different levels of like boundaries and how how much capacity we have in that given moment to hear things and to take things on. So yeah, try not to also something I've had to learn is try not to take it personally. I've, I've felt that way a lot, like with my husband, for example, when I just really feel like I could use like a vent or like a, just someone to work through something with and he has been in a place where he just didn't have the capacity to hold that in the moment and that can feel crushing um but it's not personal so we've really had to like up our game in communication like i love you and i want to be there for you but right now i just don't have the personal capacity yeah And and it takes it takes some surrendering and vulnerability to not take things personal. Yeah. Because when you take things personal, that means you're up on the defense. Yeah. And you have a guard up or you have a weapon ready. That's what yeah. it means. And to be vulnerable and go, okay, well, I'm going to remain open and I'm mm-hmm. still going to love and respect this person, even though they, they couldn't help me with this need right now. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. It is scary as hell. And also (laughs) to let that happen, let that seeming rejection happen without going into a guilt, shame spiral about it. Like, I'm so needy. I have all these things I shouldn't have asked in the first place. I'm too much. I should just shut it all down. Like to not go there or to go like, let that happen because it's probably conditioned in a lot of us, but to hold that with love and compassion. Ooh, that was huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. pretty powerful. Something else. You've said so many things. Likewise. <laughs> Resonated so well. Wow. Yes. Wow. I feel like that's pretty good. Do we have any, do you have any like actions for the new moon? Just balancing expectations and intentions. Um Anything else we can work on intentioning or creating in this time? Go slower in your process of setting your intentions. Mm. What this allows is for you to really feel through it. 
Mm-hmm. And and to know, does it serve you truly? Or does it or does it serve an idea that isn't good for you? Mm-hmm. Move, you know, at a slower pace. Yeah. And I'm talking slower intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, allow the space in between each word, each thought to expand your heart and mind and views mm-hmm. so that you can connect to your higher self. Sometimes we overload ourselves with back to the expectations. Yeah. And we, we think that we're just being intentional, but in actuality, we're just creating the same disorder within ourselves. Mm-hmm. So just go slower with setting your intentions this month. Maybe instead of, I know some people, they like to write down like 30, 40 intentions at the new moon, which I'm like, whoa, I mean, no judgment if you feel up to it, but maybe this time around, try for just two or three, Yeah, you know, and really feel through it and, and feel that part in your gut when you know something's right. Yes. Then that's how you know, this is the intention I want to set. Yeah, that's what I was hearing in your words is when we move slower, we can actually create the space, like you said, to feel the energetic resonance of that intention. And we have greater discernment in whether that is a yes or a no for us right now. Because we may have lots of intentions, like you said, but maybe not for us right now. Yeah. Perfect. Hmm. Thank you. My pleasure. What about you? You have anything? Mm, I mean, I agree with all of that. And I'm still feeling like what you said earlier with allowing, like making friends, shaking hands, hugging, however you want to visualize it with Mm. death as not something that's scary, not something that we're pushing up against all the time in all these ways, but to welcome that into our experience so that it can take what it needs to and strip us of what no longer serves us and to trust that that is an like ever unfolding process. So I know it can feel like we lose touch with that when we're really in it, like when we're really in the pain or the anxiety or the fear or the anger. Um, So just trying to hold that higher vision that we're always unfolding into our highest potential. Yes. Oh my gosh. As you, you were saying that I had to think of Anubis again, who was also Mm -hmm. the God of modification. And so it's what you just said, like, know that it's okay. You don't have to fight against death, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're supported. You're totally supported in releasing it. Just as Anubis prepares the body to go over, you know, you have that support in your life. Yeah. Whether you have it in the physical, with other humans, you have it in the divine. Mm-hmm. You know? So allow that. That's good. Ugh. I think we're ready to ground this in with a good meditation. That yes. Was amazing. Always so amazing. So much magic. All right. Go ahead and close your eyes. And do your deep breathing with your four counts. So you're going to inhale for four counts. Hold it for four counts. 
and release it for the four counts. And it's okay to make noise. It's okay to rattle a little bit. It's okay to release it. It's okay for you to see yourself releasing. Mm. <sighs> now I want you to envision that same white light now radiating from your entire body. Allow your aura to increase with your light. Allow your new downloads and information you receive from here to move down your spine, down, down, down until it feels grounded in your body and in your reality. Take a deep breath. Hold it. Ah, release it. Continue to do that breath and envision on the inhale that you're taking in more light, more love, more positivity, more of everything that you desire. And on the exhale, see all that no longer serves you. Leave your body and transform into something beautiful. Envision as the energy leaves your body that needs to be released, turning into maybe butterflies or a rainbow or flowers. Allow this energy to leave you without any guilt. It is now back out into the world, into something positive. Your suffering has not been in vain. Keep doing your deep breaths, taking in more light, more air, more life, more energy, more joy and release what needs to go and envision rainbows, birds, whatever makes you feel joy. Imagine that release turning into that. You're not putting out negative energy into the world. You're putting out something beautiful. Now I want you to take note of how you feel in your body. See how much lighter your chest feels, how much easier you can carry your head. Know that you are worthy. You are deserving. You are amazing. You are balanced. You are hot. You are grounded. You are safe, you are secure, you are the creator of your reality. You are amazing. Take another big breath in, breathe in all the good stuff, all the things you desire, relaxation, peace, joy, fun, breathe it all in. And one, one more big release out. 
what you no longer need and envision it and turn to something beautiful out into the world. And remember, you're, you did not suffer in vain. <sighs> that was gorgeous. And I'll just let you all sort of drift out of that peacefully, slowly, um, and let this be your, your entrance, your portal into moving more slowly. And we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Bye for now, everyone. Bye-bye. So that's the end of this episode. I hope that you enjoyed all the information and the conversations and reflections that we shared as much as I have. And if you'd like to connect with me and learn a little bit more about my own journey and the offerings that I share, please visit jdingleswellness.com. And you can also connect with me on Instagram. And if you feel moved to and this show was really aligned for you, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate that. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Bye for now.